McCown throwing far side into the end zone, and the ball is caught! Touchdown Cardinals! An unbelievable turn of events, not here at Lambeau Field, but in the desert. You would have thought we won the Super Bowl. I mean, it was an unbelievable uh, moment. The Vikings are going home for the new year! You just don't lose like that. Nobody loses like that, let alone to Nathan Poole. And Nate Poole's a good person to make that play. He deserves that. Not one of the Minnesota Vikings are even moving right now. You lose a game and it opens the door for your worst enemy. The Packers not only make the playoffs, they're going to be hosted a game. It was after as if the sun fell out of the sky. You know, it was a miserable day of existence. That time that two teams played one game, that stop time in three cities. Was a Cardinals receiver in or out of bounds? Were the Vikings and Packers in or out of the playoffs? Who would be drafting one, two, and three? All dictated by a Cardinals win that some viewed as a loss. I think even the fans were like, man, let's just get this season over and get the number one pick. Walk away with Eli Manning. There was something to play for there. They're, you know, they're playing for something. We can be playing for something too. He got flushed out to the right. I said, oh. Here he come. Into the end zone, McCown's pass. He got it! Did he get it in the end zone? It's there! It's a touchdown! It is a touchdown! Knocked me out of the number one pick, too, man. I've probably been the first pick of the draft, man. They cost me. Nate Poole, man. I never forgive him for that. I tell him that all the time. Nathan Poole may become a, a household name in Green Bay. This is Mayor Schmitz. I'd love to get you out to one of the games. I said, oh, no, I would love to come out. He was given a key to the city of Green Bay and he got to go to their playoff game. <laughs> I'm sure he will have a lot of opportunities to go out in Green Bay. If that is his desire, he will have a lot of people who will take good care of him. <laughs> to the winner goes the spoils. That's after the Cardinals took care of the Vikings all right. A big win, but the big winner, the Packers. Welcome into Cardinals Folktales, Miracle in the Desert, presented by 72 Soul, where we go in-depth into Cardinals history, all-time anecdotes through the recollections and memories of those who lived it, or in my case, those who covered it. My name is Paul Calvisi, Cardinals sideline reporter. We're talking about that time when little-known Nate Poole got the key to a city while his own fan base lamented what it did not get. People said, well, y'all... You know, you're costing the number one pick. The consolation was probably the greatest player in Cardinals history and one of the greatest receivers of all time. Looking back, like, you feel bad for the Vikings? Touchdown! No! Oh, my God. I can't believe what just happened. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs! One of the great calls, one of the great thrill of victory, agony of defeat moments in NFL history. Every bit as much Shakespearean tragedy as season finale. December 28, 2003, Cardinals playing for the number one pick with a loss, the Vikings playing for the postseason with a win or a Packers loss. Yet none of the above happened. Here's former head coach Dave McGinnis and quarterback Josh McCown. We got to win a game, and we haven't won a game in seven weeks. I mean, we need to win a ball game. You know, I, there are a lot of people I know pulling for us. Obviously, Coach McGinnis was fantastic in front of the room. He was very captivating, and that was one of the things that that he talked about was just the ability to knock those guys off. 
you know, that they were coming in. They, they had to beat us and, you know, they were going to get into the playoffs. And so there was something to play for there. There, you know, it wasn't just a, a game where we're going to roll the ball out there and get it over with and, and go home. He was like, man, this is, they're playing for something. We can be playing for something too. In 2003, it was a 16 game season. Cardinals entered the final week three and 12. The Vikings, after a 6-0 start, were 9-6, coming off a KO of KC the week before, a 45-20 drubbing of a Chiefs team that would finish 13-3. So all the Vikings had to do, what everyone expected them to do, polish off a reeling Cardinals team with a quarterback making his third career start, a coach about to be fired, and the NFL's all-time leading rusher getting peppered about his own future on Christmas Eve. I mean, who knows? We can play hypothetical all day. If Mac is here, great. But if he's not here, people coming in, what their plans are, what their ideas and what they thought. So I gotta, I gotta win on all that. So you asking me to make an answer to something that I don't have all the information to. That's stupid. I'm not that stupid. Can I change the subject? Yeah, please. Somebody change the subject, please. Would tomorrow be Christmas? Thank you. How about the spirit of jolliness and happiness? That's former Cardinals running back and Hall of Famer Emmett Smith, and hey, no doubt what would make the Red Sea jolly and happy, the number one overall pick under their tree. Here's voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash, who was in his second season in 03. When you endure that long of a season and you're calling games for a team that's losing a lot of games, the one thing is, okay, you got a chance to get a franchise-changing quarterback. Let's just get through this and get to that draft, get your guy, enjoy the next 10 years and a couple Super Bowls. Like that whole year, you grow up fast in this business and you go, wait, they're gonna fire these coaches. Wait a minute, they could draft a new quarterback. Like, you know, I was just a quarterback of the future two days ago. You know, all these things, you, you grow up really fast. That's Cardinals QB Josh McCown, the third round pick the year before, who earned the final three starts of that 03 season and tried to channel the confidence that his head coach Dave McGinnis showed in him against NFC North leading Minnesota. I think when you look at their roster, uh, when they're coming out to us with everything to play for, I think it was a tall task. Uh, so looking at that going, yeah, we're gonna beat the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, you know, realistically, I don't know if that was, you know, if that was an easy sell for coach, but he did a good job of framing that for us. And, and, uh, and I think he was, you know, benefited from a young quarterback who didn't know any better and just was gonna go out and play the game. It's the Cardinals and Vikings from Tempe, Arizona, Sun Devil Stadium. Not a lot of action for the announcers to call on a 51-degree day, a virtual snooze fest, 6-0 at halftime, 7-6 entering the fourth quarter when Randy Moss scores on a seven-yard pass. A lot closer than many thought it would be, especially with a playoff spot on the line. If the Vikings win, they clinch their division. If they lose and Green Bay wins, they're out of the playoffs. Then, just over two minutes later, a 46-yard field goal makes it 17-6 Vikings with 6.48 to play. But hang on, on the first play after the two-minute warning. McCown takes, play fake, rolls to his right. McCown in trouble, flushed out, throws end zone, and going down to make the catch for a touchdown to Steve Bush. Steve Bush with a touchdown catch. Great improv job by Josh McCown. A 14-play touchdown drive bought. The two-point conversion failed, so it's 17-12 Vikings. A score echoed on the Packers broadcast. Here's radio, 620, WTMJ, Milwaukee.
Minnesota leading 17 to 12. Remember, the only way the Packers can make the playoffs now is if Minnesota loses this football game. Somehow, some way. That's the radio call at Lambeau. Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron paying close attention nearly 2,000 miles away in Green Bay. Cardinals are going to try to recover an onside kick to perhaps give us a little bit more time to broadcast. Luckily that day I wasn't demolition, I was recovery. And, you know, Josh Scobie and company went in there, you know, blasting guys and right place, right time. That's former Cardinals running back Damian Anderson. And that's the recipe, the mentality for a successful onside kick. Because that's exactly what the Cardinals needed. Good news, the Cards have just picked up one of the best in the business in Neil Rackers. So 154 to play. Neil Rackers is very good with the onside kick. We were all standing there, you know, waiting because that was we knew that, that that was the next piece. You know, you had to get that to, to, to keep the ball game going. And uh, you know, Neil hits a perfect ball and I mean it was just how you drew it up, you know, and Damien comes up with it. Rackers with the onside kick far side and it bounces in the air and the Cardinals have it at the 42. Damien Anderson comes up with it on the redirection. And the Cards have a chance with 154 to play. The Arizona Cardinals tried an onside kick and Larry, lo and behold, they recovered it with a minute 54 to go in that football game in the desert and the Vikings leading 17 to 12. Well, I'm going to shut up about this last game stuff then. Maybe they no, do no, no. have a miracle. Keep talking about it. You may be jinxing us into something good here. Maybe that miracle can happen. You get to that onside kick and now all of a sudden all bets are off. I mean, anything can happen against anybody, anytime, and, and as we know it did. That's longtime voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. More from him later, much more. So, Cardinals had the ball back, 154 left, 61 yards to go, needing a touchdown with one timeout. After a 30-yard pass interference and a 13-yard completion to Nate Poole, the Cardinals reached the Minnesota nine with 39 seconds to go. Meanwhile, out in the desert, Arizona getting a little bit closer. You know, people are aware of this because you can hear a yeah. buzz in the crowd. There is definitely a buzz. Everyone is out of their seats in three different states when Josh McCown is put on his seat two straight plays. Quick drop for McCown looking left. Pumping, and McCown sacked back at the 17-yard line. McCown flushed out, running near side, lost the ball. It's loose, and the Cardinals able to pounce on it at the 28. Emmett has a presence of mind to go, Josh, get up, get up. We got to get the ball snapped. We got to wear our timeouts. We got to go. So we get the play called, and then, you know, and then we, you know, fortunately get the ball snapped. You knew that was Josh's skill set, like call a play that works for him, you know, get him out, you know, get him out in some space. So he's, he'll have a multitude of options. The clock running down, under 15 seconds left. It's fourth down and 24. And it's going to come down to this. They got to throw it into the end zone. This is it. Fourth down. Fourth and 25 from the 28. The Packers and Vikings playoff hopes hanging in the balance. Once again, voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. There was worry and anxiety and teeth gnashing every step of the way. Hey, Green Bay, you still watching? You betcha. And they're winding it down in Arizona. This is the last gasp, fourth and 24, back outside the 25. And here we go. Eight seconds, seven, six, five, four. McCown with the ball. This will be the last play. McCown steps up, rolling far side. Just so happened he got flushed. He got flushed out to the right. I said, oh, 
Here he comes. McCown throwing far side into the end zone, and the ball is caught! Touchdown Cardinals! They pull, and the Cardinals win the game on the final play! And the Vikings are going home for the new year! Josh Mario, the whole time, he's running, he's rolling, he's pointing to the right. I'm inside. I know he's about to throw it over there, and the defender, he had no clue. He had no clue. What a great throw by Josh McCown. He threw it up where only Nate Poole could get it, and he did it. I felt like it was just, there was a connection for us, you know, and so, boom, there he is, and then the ball came out, uh, and he makes an unbelievable catch. The Cardinals win it on the final play. Josh McCown finds Nate Poole in the back of the end zone on the far side. You would have thought we won the Super Bowl, and, uh, I mean, it was an unbelievable uh, moment, and uh, and it meant a lot to those guys out there. But it meant even more to Nate Poole, the guy who'd been cut four times, and then he cut loose against the visiting Vikings fans who had populated and dominated Sun Devil Stadium. Trash talk in 3-2-1. Take y'all ass home. Don't come back here. And next year, y'all getting the same thing. Looking back, like, you feel bad for the Vikings because they were right there on the cusp and to lose that way, uh, man, that's bitter. Nate Poole's game-winning, playoff-busting, last-second, fourth-down touchdown catch was one of his two, two career touchdowns, leaving the Vikings on the outside of the playoff picture looking in as radio voice Paul Allen and company were left in a state of utter disbelief. People were just staring longingly on the team bus to the airport. Nobody knew what to say, and they were just downtrodden. And you just don't lose like that. Nobody loses like that, let alone to Nathan Poole, not Anquan Bolden. So, I mean, now as we connect the dots, you know, of, of the entire thing over 20 years, it hits me so vividly because of how emotional it was at that moment. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Touch! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. The previous owner of the team, Red McCombs, hated that call. Uh, he didn't let me know, but he let others know, some vice presidents here. So, you know, I had some conversations with some vice presidents and I'm like, you know, you don't script moments like that and that's what came out. So I had to deal with that very young in my career. I understand where Paul's coming from. You get invested in the team. It's your team. And I thought Paul handled it perfectly. Some people might say, ah, it's not professional, but that's how the fans feeling. No. Are you kidding, right? That was Paul's reaction. One thing I remember about the call is I looked to my left where the coaches were, and our linebackers coach at that time, Pete Bursich, he could hear me through the glass yelling, no, 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 no! And then I came down, the Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs! The way he looked at me, it was not anger at me. It was one of two things. Oh my God, I can't believe what just happened. Oh my God, that check that I was going to get for a playoff bonus, it just went up into the Tempe sky. From Minnesota fans saying, 
You sunk my Viking ship, just the sheer agony of it all, to the utter ecstasy of Cheesehead Nation listening on the Packers radio network. And here we go. This is it, the season for the Packers on the line. Into the end zone, McCown's pass. He got it! Did he get it in the end zone? It's a touchdown! It is a touchdown for the Arizona Cardinals! Unbelievable! Complete bedlam from Wayne Larity and Larry McCarron reacting to a game they're not even calling, just watching from 2,000 miles away. That is the biggest miracle on the Packers' sideline erupts. The regular season for the Vikings, they lose 18 to 17. The Packers not only make the playoffs, they're going to be hosted again. True, Brett Favre and the Packers would host the Seahawks at Lambeau to open the playoffs. Later, Dave McGinnis shared with the media that Packers coach Mike Sherman and GM Mark Hadley called him and said, "Quote: You're a bleeping king here in Green Bay." Thing is, back in Tempe, speaking of Coach Mack. Different emotions, a different reality started to set in as the Cardinals' locker room grew quiet, almost somber. For all that we've been through, we never quit on each other. It was a constant, constant reminder of what character I've got in this room. I've never been afraid to tell you that I love you. It was somber and it's very sobering. You're just like, man, back to reality. This is what we're faced with. And uh, he was genuine with his words and, you know, and how he cared about guys. And so I think he understood in that moment that that was probably you know, the last time or one of the last times he was going to address us as a group. I've never been afraid to open myself to you because you've got my heart. You've got my heart. You know, it's a roller coaster, really, because you were just as high as it gets, you know, for 15, 20 minutes there celebrating and enjoying one another. And then, you know, the business sets in. When Nate Poole gave me this ball that he caught, what did I tell you last night? I cut this man four times. I cut him four times. And every time I did, he stood up in my office and hugged me and said, Mac, if you need me, I'll be back because you're the only man I want to play for. And that's the way I know that all of you feel right now. It was real emotional and it was like, you know, your, your last family hug, you know? And, and, and you know, and it, it hurt because we know, he, you know, he's a player's coach and he loved the players. He wants the players to do, do, you know, to, to excel, to be really great. You know what I feel for you. You know what I feel for you. This was a tremendous, tremendous demonstration of men that not only love each other, but believe, believe, believe. You know, most of us felt like we let Dave down because, you know, we didn't come up on the winning side of a lot of these games to keep him around. I'll never ever give up on you. I love you. Thank you. On the very next day, with a 4-12 season in the books, Cardinals head coach Dave McGinnis was indeed fired. Vikings head coach Mike Tice survived despite the Vikings collapse after that 6-0 start. As for the Packers, the party was just starting and Nate Poole's celebrity was growing.
Nathan Poole of all people. How about that? Nathan Poole may become a, a household name in Green Bay. It was an amazing play. But, you know, like I say about Nathan, and I'm not being disparaging here, but that was his 15 minutes of fame. And then, of course, the next week, he was given a key to the city of Green Bay, and he got to go to their playoff game. And that is accurate. Nate Poole, who going into the season finale, had eight catches all season and no touchdowns, was now Packers royalty to the point where he got a call from the mayor of Green Bay. So Mayor Schmitz gave me a call, and, and, and I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, stop calling my phone. Because I'm thinking it's a player, and I'm thinking he's going to call, that player's going to call me back and say, man, dude, what are you doing? Then I got a call right back. It was the same number. And I'm like, okay. Hey, how you doing? This is Nate Poole. And he was like, hey, Nate, no, this is not a joke. This is Mayor Schmitz. I love to get you out to, and he's speed talking. I love to get you out to one of the games. I said, oh, no, I would love to come out. And that's not the only call he got that week. On the Big Red Rage radio show with host Dave Pash, a Packers fan dialed in from the Midwest. Line two, Dave. Mary Jo. Mary Jo, welcome to the Big Red Rage. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot. I was just calling to wish Nate a wonderful time in Green Bay and to give him a huge thank you. Uh, since the Vikings started off 6-0 and this year, I've been taking a lot of grief or getting a lot of grief from my friends who are Viking fans. And I would roll my eyes and just say, oh, you know, won't you ever learn? The Vikings will find some way to implode again this year. And sweet revenge. Um, it has been a wonderful couple of days, and I just want to offer a great big thank you. Hey, Mary Jo, how about taking Nate out to dinner when he gets up there? I'm sure he will have a lot of opportunities to go out in Green Bay. If, if that is his desire, he will have a lot of people who will take good care of him. <laughs> Nate Poole laughed all the way to Green Bay, an all-expense-paid trip in January on the taxpayer's tab. As the undrafted receiver from Marshall became a grand marshal of sorts, but don't forget about the other end of that touchdown pass, QB Josh McCown. You know, they fly Nate up to, to Green Bay and they give him the key to city or whatever they did. And they're sending us, we were getting Christmas cards from Green Bay fans that it was their family Christmas card. And, you know, it was, you know, scratched out Merry Christmas and thank you for beating the Vikings. Go Pack Go. And, and we got loads of Christmas cards mailed to the house. Uh, the Sargento family sent the, the best cheese basket you've ever seen in your life. That was 2003. But even to this day, when he's out and about, Josh McCown gets reaction from both Skull Nation and America's Dairyland. Walking through an airport or whatever, and there will be, you know, a disgruntled Vikings fan and be like, hey, you, you know. You owe me, you know, type of thing. Or it'll be a Packers fan that'll be like, thank you for getting us in the playoffs that year. You know, we owe you. I was at home back in Minneapolis watching that game, and I did not like Nate Poole because I thought I had a chance to be the number one pick, and I used to always mess with Nate. <laughs> That's Minnesota native Larry Fitzgerald. Not only a former Vikings ball boy and their number one fan at the time, but... Fitz might have been the number one pick overall in the NFL draft. Me and Larry had that conversation, believe me, that um, he would have been the number one overall pick. We're talking in the receiver room before the meetings about being the, him being the number one pick. You know, as I think back to what his signing bonus was, uh, he didn't do too bad at the number three pick. 
<laughs> people say, well, y'all, you know, you cost him the number one pick. And, and I go back and go, you know, I don't think Coach Green would have, I think he would have picked Larry. He was going to pick Larry. Um, and uh, it turned out really good for Larry and, and, and ultimately for the Arizona Cardinals too. He helped lead that franchise, uh, you know, through a lot of things uh, to, to become a, you know, a competitive franchise and, and, you know, to really what they are today. Walking away from that with mixed emotions of, wow, what a way to win a game, but also, oh my goodness. There goes the quarterback of the future. There goes Eli. Yep, Cardinals won the game, but lost the number one pick, which ended up being Ole Miss quarterback Eli Manning. We'll never know who new head coach Denny Green would have picked for the Cardinals, or do we? Larry Fitzgerald says at number one, he still would have been the Cardinals selection. Then he said I would have been. That's what he told me. He told me I would have been. Uh, but, you know, when it all worked its way out, I was able to still get here and, and play for him. I know we didn't have the success I'd love to have for him. You know, he gave me my, my first two jobs I ever had as a ball boy and then as a professional athlete. And so I, uh, I owe him a huge debt of gratitude. And I'm just so very thankful for, you know, the doors he opened for me and my family. I brought my heart head to practice and the games every day. And I knew, you know, that's what it was about, is growing up as a youngster. That's what it was about, you know, bringing your hard head and working out and just pushing to uh, make the team. You know, coaches say, run every route as if it's your last. Well, Nate Poole really did it, but it was like comical. Like he went so hard. So it was pretty cool to see a guy that worked that hard have one of the biggest plays of the season, not just for the Cardinals, but for the entire league. I got to tell people, hey, you, you can only do it one play at a time. I got you on that play. <laughs> and needless to say, it's the play in Nate Poole's career, one of the most dramatic and consequential plays in NFL history. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. And Nate Poole's a good person. Yeah, he's, he's a great person to be around. And you look back at that, and that's a special moment for me in my career as well. So, uh, but it couldn't happen to a better guy. Nate's a good dude. Yeah, who says good dudes finish last, right? In fact, as Dave McGinnis said back then with a smile to the media, quote, there were two receivers on the field from Marshall that day. They had Randy Moss. We had Nathan Poole. So there you have it. Cardinals Folktales, Miracle in the Desert, presented by 72 Soul. For producer Jim Omohundro, I'm Paul Calvisi. And that's the story of how an unknown receiver won that day, but... A Hall of Fame receiver was on his way. The consolation was probably the greatest player in Cardinals history and one of the greatest receivers of all time. With the uh, third choice in the 2004 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver, University of Pittsburgh.